Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your alternate Monday? It's great. This is our alternate Monday because we had a holiday weekend here in the United States. It's what we call Memorial Day. That's right. It's our uh, mm-hmm. celebration of veterans. Not veterans, um, those who have given their lives for service to the country. Right? Yeah, Memorial. We have we do have a Veterans Day. Correct. It's not as big of a deal, but uh, Memorial. I, I used to know this. I'm almost certain uh, it was instituted during the Civil War by Abraham Lincoln. Oh. But it's Memorial, as in in memory, mm, right? Yeah. So you can't you can't have a memorial for people who are still living. Right. Yeah. We. Um. I had explained that to to Lola, Shelley's daughter, this last week. Like, what's the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day? Like, oh, one's alive and one's one's not. Um, yeah. So we, we, did you get to do anything good for Memorial Day this weekend? I mean, what did I, not I people do? really celebrate per se. Just, that, that, right. That's what yeah, Shelly was like. So I was like, a... do we, do we say we celebrate? Do we say happy Memorial Day? I was like, <laughs> I don't really know. What do you, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, and then there are always, well, I assume there are always, I have not gone on the general, uh, Facebook feed for, well, probably like six years or so now, <laughs> but um, you, you very often get people like on either side virtue signaling, right? There are people who are like, our grandfathers, grandfathers, fathers didn't die so that you could celebrate your hot dogs and burgers. Mm-hmm. And then there are people on the other side, like, just let people enjoy the long weekend and stop scolding them. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and like uh, also a lot of those people did die so that you can enjoy your, your free, right. high, you know freedom and yeah, all that all hot dogs and depend, barbecue depending on your matter of perspective and all that stuff anyway right. uh no i did not um i didn't do anything particularly unusual except that um i might i don't know if i talked about this on the air but the the campground network that i'm a part of my membership only allows me to do one holiday reservation at a time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i normally move camp on sundays and wednesdays and so if I had done that, I would have needed two reservations over Memorial Weekend. Oh, why is that? Which I couldn't, which I couldn't do. Um, I mean, because right, I would the, need the weekends count or how's that? Oh, because you move. Yeah, say, well, okay. it's, it's four days at a time. So if I move on Sunday, I'd have two reservations sort of strapped. Oh, well, that's goofy. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's all, you know, to try and get you to upgrade, right? Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Cause there's more expensive membership. All right. Um, they're, they're microtransacting you or subscription, it's, subscription. <laughs> it's sort of the opposite. They want people to buy what they call, well, what they call because they are lifetime memberships, mm-hmm. um, which are thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you pay a few hundred dollars a year in dues. Right, and so people like resell them and stuff. It's a whole kind so, uh, of thing. So, so a, uh, oh, a timeshare. It's like a, <laughs> like a timeshare. Yeah, um, I don't have any of that. I just have the annual pass, which for like about five hundred dollars lets me camp at any of the parks in a zone, um, four nights in a row, park to park for free. Yeah. Well, um, and so that's I good. so I i can't for free but uh anyway over the holiday i had to get a little creative with my logistics so i went i left new jersey on friday and i stayed in a little town called accord which is outside of rochester new york 
on Friday night. That was a harvest host, which mm-hmm. is the it's the thing where you park overnight at a business. Oh yeah, uh, right. It's yeah. a little a little restaurant and bar, and they had a sort of auxiliary bar up the hill outside behind their their main restaurant mm-hmm. um, with little gazebos and stand heaters and stuff. And although it wasn't cold enough for stand heaters, um, and they had some live music, and uh, it was just it was just cool enough to sleep uh without air conditioning because it was about 80 during the day but Mm -hmm. then at night it got down to like 70 or maybe the high 60s it would have been fine but as we've mentioned before the the east coast at least the new england well it's this is true in the south it's true all along the east coast Mm -hmm. it's just so humid humid town yeah kind of swampy anyway that was friday and then uh saturday i drove across Vermont and New Hampshire to get to Maine, right north, uh, where there's where there's one park, yeah, north, but at like the kind of the southern, very su- not very southern part, but almost you know pretty far south in in Maine. Um, I ended up, and I you know I don't plan this because I go where the parks are. Um, the park in Maine is in a town called Wells, which is just north of the town of Ogonquit. Ogonquit, that's the that's the name. Yeah. It's a I assume an Indian name, but um I recognize the town of course from uh the book and series uh The Stand. Oh Stephen yeah, King. Stephen King placed all manias, right? Yeah, Stephen King wrote a lot of stories that are set in various parts of Maine. Mm-hmm. Um it makes sense he's from there, right? Right, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, n- not an expert on Steve. I did look sure, to sure. see if there was like like a Stephen King museum or something nearby. Yeah. And there, I think there are, but they were, you know, an hour or more away from where I was camped. And I'm like, I'm not that interested Yeah. Um, to drive all that way. Um, but the character, the, I don't necessarily want to say main character, but the, the female character female character that's a weird way to say that too um the character of franny Mm -hmm. francis francis francine um in stand is from algonquit and so is uh the guy who ends up spoilers ends up turning bad um harold lauder Mm -hmm. louder anyway they're both from algonquit and so i was like well i have to go um i have to go check out this place and um I found something even more unexpected. Uh, there's a big bar and restaurant in Ogonquit, Maine, called The Front Porch. <laughs> nice. And it's a piano bar. And I was like, well, I I have to go there. Yeah, right. I can't, right. I can't be right here in this town and not, <laughs> and not go there. And uh, and so I went there. And was it pretty great? Got dinner and amazing. It was pretty great. It's, it's crowded because it was... Uh, saturday of no not saturday it was sunday of memorial weekend um every once in a while the guy playing um well and it's i don't know if you've ever been in a piano bar i've been to is that is that uh, is that a place where they have like somebody playing the piano and there's like a lady singing and she's draped over the top of it it's the only thing i (laughs) it's the only thing i can think of for movies that tell me no though that's that's not a that's not a bad um so I've been to one in um, New Orleans, 
and I've been to another one in Salt Lake City, both uh, with my my coworkers. Both of those times when we did, we worked a week in New Orleans, and then did the same in in Salt Lake City. Um, and the one in New Orleans had two pianos, and so they would sort of duel. And they had this cool thing where the pianos are all clad in copper, like like sheet copper. Yeah, because historically, when you know, people carried silver dollars or, you know, the requests were a quarter or whatever. Mm-hmm. People would throw change and try to catch it in the bowl or the jar or whatever. And so to keep the piano from getting all, like, torn up from people throwing metal money at it, they wrapped it in in copper, in sheet copper. Oh, at least so the legend goes. Huh. Anyway, uh, no, the piano bar is, it's... Just a guy playing piano and taking requests, and people sing along. Oh, okay, um, like a karaoke thing, and kind of, kind of, kind of but, like but karaoke. Not karaoke. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's always just him playing. Um, the funny, maybe not all that funny thing about it, but if you know a lot of music, especially a lot of kind of older music, it's all familiar, right? Like you might. I don't know. I'm trying to think what the newest song, like, he played three songs from the musical Chicago. Okay. Which is like 20 years old. Right, right. It's, it's probably probably something a little newer than that, but it's mostly old stuff. Oh, I see. Um, You know, House of the Rising Sun, Billy Joel's Piano Man, uh, they played Hello, Dolly. Um. What was unique about this one at the front porch was that the the piano was closed. It's a grand piano, obviously. And um, the top half of, you know, the, like the lid of the piano was like a bar. Yeah. And so instead of the the pianist being up on a stage, he was just in a corner on the second floor. And uh, people were sitting in stools all around the piano like using the piano top as their bar where their drinks were. Oh, I see. Uh, or sat. And I was like, they're so close <laughs> to the, to the guy, to the guy playing. And every once in a while he would swap out a lyric. Right. And, yeah. and, and say the front porch, like he did brown eye girl. <laughs> but he did the front porch. <laughs> um, and he said, uh, instead of Tuesday and so slow, he said Sunday and so slow. Cause it was Sunday. Oh, I and, know. Instead of going down the old mine with the transistor radio, he said, going down to the old front porch. Mm. And I was like, wait, no, that's, you can't, you can't say it. That's, that's my, I say that. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very disconcerting for a moment. Nice. Um, and what else did I do? I went to a museum earlier in the day in Algonquit. They have a museum of American history, mm. not Amer- uh, history. Uh, actually i might have the title right i don't know i'll put a link in the show notes but it's um american art in this you know little building right on this this cove of the coast you can see out onto the onto the atlantic Mm. um it's really cool nice and that was most of the weekend i also went and saw top gun maverick oh yeah we'll we'll have to talk about that that later on the show a little bit later um and then Tuesday, yesterday, because uh, we're recording on Wednesday, 
um, I moved camp again, and I'm now in Massachusetts. Man, you are everywhere. <laughs> Just everywhere. A little bit, yeah. Uh, I had, um, we, I didn't do that much at all. <laughs> we did do some things. We went, um, we just went to, there's a, I wouldn't say local, but an area state park around here. Um, it's called Brown County in Brown County, Indiana. Brown County. And, mm-hmm. and it's a really, really big, yep. nice state park with some beautiful vistas and such. And it was just absolutely beautiful day. This is Sunday. We went, uh, gorgeous all day, you know, warm when it needed to be breezy. The, you know, my favorite thing about summer is when it breezes, it's worse. Summer's terrible when it's, you know, 90 degrees and no wind. Uh, but right. You know, those days when you have a nice constant breeze is just wonderful. And it's just, you know, it's one of those, it's a night, what they say is nice day to be alive, right? Like you, you just got to appreciate that. I got to see this day today, which is pretty great. Hmm. Um, and, sure. and we had a real great time and, uh, taking the, the kid, the, the 11 year old out to, to the, uh, to the woods isn't always the easiest thing. Cause they're always like, nah, I don't want to go. Uh, but she was pretty good with the promise that we would go to the, to the fudge factory afterwards and, and get her some stuff. Um, which was pretty nice. Cause uh, in it's the uh, Brown County state park is next to a city called Nashville, Indiana. And it's one of those, mm-hmm. one of those places that uh, it's like a, how do you describe Nashville? Then it's a little, you walk down the main street and the little bitty town and they've got shops, old shops everywhere and some handmade things. It's a, and... it's a sort of like, like kitschy if you want to be yeah. a little derogatory or like folksy. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of touristy town, like yeah. a, um, like a, like a little bit like Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yeah. Kind of like that. Although, although Gatlinburg is bigger, it's more like it has that sort of, like, I think of, those places as like beach towns because that was the first time the first time i ever went to a place that was really touristy that had like big shops open air like a lot of pedestrian traffic yeah was at a beach it was either fort myers florida fort myers beach florida or um maybe myrtle beach south carolina when i was a teenager Mm -hmm. um and so i think of those as beach towns nashville is not really it's not that big and touristy but it's like if you go to a small town actually Ogonquit was kind of like that um a lot of little shops they're right on the beach but like it's a main beach so there was some of the kind of stuff that you find in florida but yeah not as much like there are a lot of people sunning on the on the beach last weekend but the water is still like 50 degrees so people are not really swimming all that much um right and yeah just a lot of um a lot of small businesses little restaurants yep um, i would agree that's how that's how nashville indiana is and yeah, yeah brown and- county uh state park is a is a popular place especially like for fall colors i actually went there with my family before i'd ever been to bloomington or met oh, anybody yeah. from bloomington like years and years I, ago. I could see that a lot of people do come around and just enjoy the day there it's got like we we went to the uh, a lot of little restaurants and such. They're kind of locally owned in old buildings mm-hmm. and such. Uh, so yeah. we were going to go to an, uh, I, there's a really, really huge and nice distillery in that town called hard truth. Um, and I'd never been and always wanted to go. We, we showed up and it's like an hour and a half wait. We, we went out hiking all day mm-hmm. and Shelly was like, no way. I was like, yeah, no way. We're fine. Um, so we're, we're going to go there again later, but, but not, not recently. But anyway, it was nice. It was a wonderful day. The thing was getting, we got the, 
the the kid out and she had her be trail leader and she really enjoyed you know taking us on the trails which was put her on a big circle trail right um but we got to see all sorts of wildlife it's you know springtime is so wonderful because you do get to see there's so much more wildlife it's one of the reasons i like it better than the fall uh, without like tons of mosquitoes and tons of bugs and tons of stuff because there's still very little in their their egg state right um so we get to see frogs and tadpoles and little bitty uh, geese and little baby mallards and little baby lizards and turtles and just a, a super little fun time uh, walking all the way around. Um, and, you know, she's because she's in a good mood, we get to do, you know, answer all sorts of questions. And she, she was very super inquisitive. Then we walked in the uh, the creek, which was very crystal clear and cool and just just a wonderful day, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say there for like a Memorial Day weekend thing. Um and then uh, we did get to, sp- to spend more of it at home, and we did have like a cookout and such like that. So that was pretty fun. Um, we, I did spend most of my weekend, though, playing a new game that a couple of our friends have been playing called V Rising. Such a weird name. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, I call it, compare it more to Diablo than anything. Um, you, you play it, it's a, the thing about it is it's 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 run like on a pers- pers- you can run on a persistent server. So our buddy Zon runs it and we all connect to it and it's up 24 hours a day so people are hopping in and out and playing. It's not one of those things and it's um you play a vampire and you're just they, they call it a survival genre. So it is that. Uh it's one of those ones where part of the game most of the game is combat. You're in a Diablo view, like a Diablo 3D isometric view. And um, yeah, yeah, and and um, you um, it's day and night cycles because it's important because of the sun, and you are building a castle. So it's got a lot of like Minecraft. This is where people compare it to Valheim. I'm not sure why they do Mm -hmm. that because Valheim's not the only game where you like unlock walls and floors and things like that. Um, Definitely wasn't the first game, Uh, but this one has that. So you're you're unlocking you know, the ability to make different kinds of cloth and a different kind of loom so that you can make better armor so that you can go fight the next box boss, which will unlock a better, the blacksmith thing, which will unlock more weapons. And, you know, it's just kind of like that progression type thing. Uh, so far it's, it's that, pretty fun. To be fair, that does sound a lot like Valheim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Valheim has I, I've, that. I haven't yeah. played this, this V rising, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I assume people don't make, the Minecraft comparison, because when people think about Minecraft, they don't think survival material upgrade process kind of stuff, even though Minecraft definitely has that. They think yeah. blocks, right? They yeah, think, sure. What's what's that new game kids play that's Roblox? Uh, like Ro- Roblox? Yeah. Right, which I I've no, I I know nothing about, but right. I assume has a similar visual aesthetic. That's what I mean. People think about the visual aesthetic. Uh, yeah, I instead mean, instead of the game mechanics, yeah, it's, it's a Valheim is definitely not not by far doesn't have anything new. Like itself doesn't have a whole lot of new stuff. It's, I mean, the, sure. what what was big about Valheim was that everybody could play it on a server together, and there were bosses, and it was like uh like first person almost right type type thing. Oh, big open world. Oh, true. That, yeah. That's really what that's yeah. that's what I think Valheim kind of did, and put those things together because. Games like Don't Starve have been survival games where you upgrade things and get better. The the thing that this does is th- that actually is the core, I'd say the core mechanic of this game, is Zelda. 
It's not, it's not anything more than that. It's that you go fight a boss. They unlock a, a, an ability to let you go fight the next boss that will unlock ability to let you can now go fight the next boss. Right. Which that's very, that's very Zelda esque. Now I have not played breath of the wild. Sydney's played breath of the wild. She's playing it now. Um, so it, but it's, I guess it's an open world thing. So maybe it's a lot more like that. I will say this has, um, this is in early access, but they had said mm-hmm. that they did finish their, the game's finished and they're, and they're using early access to polish and maybe add some content, but the game is finished, sure. which that's what made me buy it. Um, knowing that I could go like finish the game if I wanted. Um, it does have a lot of bosses. Like it's, what's great is kind of cool is that these bosses, the world's pretty big. Like the, it's one big map and it feels pretty big. I mean, attainable. It's not like, I don't, it's nowhere near the size of Valheim. Valheim's humongous. Um, hmm. but it's, you know, it's a, a, a big map, um, that everybody's on running everywhere. And <clears throat> you have the bosses that are some randomly roam. Some are, um, you know, in like mines or something that you go down in and they live down in there, uh, or whatever. Um, and there's, there's over 40 that they said they got in the game. And some of them you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to get them in order. Like I said, some that you can kind of require to get the, to, uh, for example, there's one hidden behind a big, huge mountainside of minerals and you can't blow that up until you get bear form, which is the boss before that. Right. Others, there's like four or five bosses that are around the same level and you can kind of unlock them all in, in whatever order you want, um, or fight them in whatever order you want. Uh, so it, it, a lot of that, the point is a lot of that, it's, it's mainly about boss fighting, get, just getting yourself ready to go fight the next boss or whatever boss is around you and, and get more abilities to, to get fight the next boss, which is pretty fun. It's like that. It's the, it's the carrot and the stick that I definitely need to play games. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the, probably the neat mechanic, mechanic that it has. And it's a very simple one is the, the daytime mechanic. Um, you're, it's a, in a big forest where you, the game takes place, at least where I've been so far. And, um, when the daytime comes and the sun comes up, uh, it has, you know, really good shadows, I guess I'd say in the game, you know, coming through the trees and such. And if your character stands in shadows, he's fine. When he walks out in sun, it starts to heat up real fast. You can see the the screen start to get brighter and brighter until you catch fire and, and start taking tons and tons of damage. So you can, you're, you're basically running from shadow to shadow to shadow. Um, which in the for in the forest it's not bad it's pretty it's pretty simple but you can get get open meadow areas where you're like I gotta run to the other side of this meadow and then you're like ah oh, wow wow you know um, but it's yeah it's it's pretty cool it it causes things like <clears throat> you want to go fight at nighttime it makes you feel lo- mm. it, it because of that it makes you feel very vampirish right you're like you sure. when the nighttime hits you're like now's time to go do stuff all right now I can go out and and fight guys because all of a sudden. The worst is when you're fighting a like big paladin guy or something and you're in a big field or I was fighting a big druid character one time and um and then sunrise hits and they're fighting in a big meadow and then you're like oh no and it's you know running trying to run into to shadows while fighting um but the the other big thing draw to it is that um the bosses are I don't know how you describe these but like world I always call it world of warcraft ish meaning that they have strategies that you should have to do to fight them. I mean, if you want to okay, like fight them well, I guess, where there's multiple phases to a battle, right? Like they're the, okay, druid, sure. the, the druid girl I went there, she's out in this meadow and she shoots these 
things at you that bolts that do damage and then she'll and she telegraphs her moves right so she'll do a certain spin and now she's doing area effect and you got to kind of dodge that wait for the fire type thing right and then you hit her to a certain damage and now she starts summoning these butterflies around the thing so now it's kind of like i got to her to phase two or phase three and like it's that kind of those the boss fights feel like that right mm -hmm. valheim very much felt like oh here's a big boss we just have to overwhelm him and he's very cool um but not real you know yeah, the Valheim bosses, they they had some of those sort of, like, cycles or phases that they would go through, but it really, I mean, I don't know, maybe this became more the case with later bosses, but the first few especially felt like you could just eventually Zerg DPS them down, because there, no, um, there was no penalty for dying, you just had to run back yeah. from wherever you <clears throat> put your bed response uh, yeah. point. Yeah, this, this game, the, so, yeah. some of the funnest things about this game with that is that, like, death is very not punishing. You, It is a lot of just you have to run back to your body. You, your inventory drops, but right. everything you're wearing is fine. Um, and, and you can usually go back and get your stuff. Not too difficult at all. Um, so so that's really nice. And, and it, you know, it's, it's just running back. That's probably the only, the only downside to it, which is cool. Uh, it's got durability. In the game, but they're just like so long for your dead brother that you don't bother with them very often, just occasionally when you have to. So it's like the game has these mechanics that you know kind of have to have them to continue. To, they're not always fun, but they make a game interesting for the long run. And they just handle them all really kind of nice and easy and well. Um, you know, it starts to get too far traveling, then you get a new travel power, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and, and you get that's the thing. Besides just like getting new crafting things, you get new vampire abilities. Right, you can turn into a bear, turn into a wolf. And they help you out in different ways that you, you, you're better. You know, you can turn into a rat. That's a really neat mechanic, too. The game has PvP, which we do not have turned on. But you have castles that can be assaulted. And the, the goal is to go in and destroy their, their heart. I don't know what you get for it. But um, you can create defenses and you can enslave farmers or, or warriors or whatever to come onto your team and defend your castle while you're not there. Um, and something that was really neat about it is that one of the powers you get turns you into a little rat. Now, the neat thing about the little rat is that there's rats everywhere in the game. It's part of picking up things is picking up rats occasionally when you're, like, low on, on blood and you kind of need to, to to get some blood. And you pick up a rat and eat it, unfortunately. Um, okay, rat blood. Um, cool. So, yeah, it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, you don't want to eat rats unless you have to. You're at a pretty low spot. But they're around, right? Um, mm -hmm. And you turn into one of those and you have no nameplate bar or hit point bar on you. You just look like a, like a rat that's on one of the NPC rats, right? Um, to all players and everything you can't, you can't mouse over the person really, um, to see that they're a person. Um, and that way you can you, sneak into player towers or sneak around players and things like that. And you turn into a rat, you turn into, you yeah, you turn into a little rat. That's one of the powers you unlock. And then all, like I said, just it, all the game mechanics kind of go off the, your screen for that. So people just see you as like an NPC rat. And interesting. It, it is real interesting. Uh, so you can, it's meant to fool other players like really naturally. Zon does it all the time to me. And it, and it's hilarious because he'll, he'll, he'll be talking to me about my base and he's just a rat in my base. And I don't realize that he's there. Right. Cause okay. he's just another one of the rats. So he's like, I was standing kind of in the corner right by you. Like, Oh, that's great. I didn't know you were here. Um, but the game has a little, a lot of little touches like that that are really fun and really good. Um, it, it can do a little tweaks. If I just had any downside to it for tweaks is things like, uh, like these games, farming isn't fun. 
per se. Like sitting next to a tree and just hitting it 20 times to get 30 lumber sucks, right? And then you got to go do do a next one and then go get another lumber and then go get more rocks. And like, that's not really fun, right? It it can be its own kind of like, I don't know. You're right that fun isn't the right word. It, yeah, it can like, be its own lethargic type. In, in a way that like, like mowing your lawn or doing a Sudoku can be. Yeah. But sort of but this is what this is a game that's like dangerous. So if you're out there suntime in this you don't want to be hacking trees oh, yeah, in the you're, sun you're, and there's monsters you're around. Cutting down trees and, and suddenly losing your shade because you're cutting <laughs> Yeah, that, that happens a whole lot. You burning because you're a vampire. Yeah, I right. can see how that works. Uh but anyway. I'm just I was just thinking of how much time I spent doing that in Minecraft. In Minecraft, right, yeah. So anyway, even Valheim. It, it is a it's a good game right now. You can buy it for twenty dollars. I think it's totally worth. It's absolutely worth it. There are a couple games we're going to talk about today that are also out. That's kind of nice. Um, but I, I, you know, I, and I'll probably play it again. If I don't play it again tonight, I'll play it again very soon. Um, just because so far the the climb, I guess, is the word progression is feels nice and natural. And uh, when I go and fight a boss, I feel like. I'm equipped. I'm at the right appropriate area thing that I've, I've done all the things in between the two bosses that I need to. Uh, but, and now I just have to learn it. Right. And it doesn't feel too punishing, um, but it does feel punishing. Like if I'm fighting, I, I just want to go up and hit with a sword and this boss wrecks melee people that I'm going to completely lose the game all the time. It's like figuring out the next step. Right. Which is, is nice. Um, and yeah. it feels, it feels very natural. So yeah, I I would recommend it so far, and if they're only just going to polish it more, that's even better. Um, good on them. I'm I'm real happy with companies that we talked about this last week, I think a little bit, but I'm real happy with the idea of companies not using it as a as a development phase early access, but they use it as a here's how we you know a, a, a beta basically you know how do we fix the game and if there's any broken right. edges. So that's what this one does. Uh. Moving on with other games, well, I guess we'll just hit this one right now. So Diablo Immortal come out today, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't get to play it much, so I'm going to rely on you to, if you got to play it today, um, talk a little bit about it. I just, I'm not even quite out of the tutorial yet. Um, my- uh, I've only, yeah, I, what this, um, I have only kind of done the same i yeah. played through the tutorial twice uh okay. doing that stupid annoying thing i do where i get out of the tutorial and then change my mind and want to roll a different class <laughs> yeah sure even though i've basically played all seven of the i think there's seven diablo classes yeah there's nothing new in this in this for classes so far no uh, well and and there's no witch doctor oh uh, yeah there's there uh, so far that I, I saw monk uh Crusader, Necromancer, Crusader. Demon Hunter, um, Barbarian, Wizard. Is that all? I'm missing one. I think there are six. There are six. Yeah. There's Crusader, Crusader, Barbar, Monk, Wizard, Demon Hunter, and Necromancer. Necro. Yeah. Uh, I I will yeah, say so. It's, ev- it's everything but everything but um, Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor. I will say that. So far, I'm actually I'm still through the tutorial, so that people listening have to take that with it. it. The game looks beautiful. It looks like a Diablo game for sure. It's got it looks better than Diablo three by a fair margin. I, I would agree. Even for a hand, I got a nice handheld thing, and it looks beautiful on it. Now that mm-hmm. being said, I'm gonna have to turn all that crap down. 
because <laughs> in the hour that I played it, my battery went from full to 50%. And I was like, whoa. Um, yeah, you'll have that. Yeah, it, and, and I did see in the options, there is tons and tons of settings to turn things down. So it looks like there's right. options to make your battery, they knew that, right? And you're going to be able to fine tune yeah. whatever's best for your device to, to. Yeah. So if you, if you want, if you have, you know, a bleeding edge phone and you're playing with a controller case that's keeping it charged or whatever, you yeah. can play everything. You could play with all the settings cranked all the way up. Yeah. I, I have yet to play, have to play a game where it's pl- my, my charge is plugged in. My phone will last me like a whole day or two before it goes down. I've yet to have mm-hmm. to do that until now. Now I'm like, I don't even know where my phone charger cord is. I'm going to have to find it because I think I will want to play it for lengths of time, which is weird for a like a mobile game for me. I don't play it for an hour at a time, but I can see it myself does, doing that. It does, I guess, and I've not really experimented with this at all, but I, it does also have a, a PC version. Right, maybe right. Maybe with like full sort of synchronized save because it's, it's always online even more than than Diablo 3 was. Um, which is interesting too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've played through the tutorial a couple times. Um, I don't like that I have to play through the tutorial again every time that I yeah. roll a new character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of how that's how Diablo three was at the beginning. They didn't add adventure mode until way late in the life cycle of, in the lifespan of that game. Um, and so that's annoying. But otherwise, like it's it's a little bit like. Uh, playing Diablo three on the switch. Like it's, it's a lot of it's very familiar, yeah. but then some things are different. Like there's no tumble. Of course the tumble was only in the console uh, version mm. of the game. Anyway. I, d- I do feel like um, I'm missing that. I'll say that. Cause I've always, I played the console a lot and I felt like oh, I you need played to be on PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, something's missing. Um, I need a dash button, but you don't need one, but yeah. It's it's always interesting how how they implement because you know the, the classic games were very mouse centric, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You're just clicking, 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 yeah. um, and so to to do that with controllers, and of course the maybe not of course, but I I have not played a ton of these sort of simulated controller or on screen controller style games mm-hmm. on my phone. Um, it's not a thing I normally like to do. Yeah. I want to play games that are vertical. Yeah. Uh, on the phone um but i you know i spent a month probably dabbling with the various moba uh games i'm not gonna remember any of the names of them but i probably talked about it on the podcast right. at the time um this one's very smooth plays really nice like there's a whole kind of region where the fake joystick goes and will respond to wherever you press your thumb all the little power abilities um, that can aim, have the little touch and pull, you know, slide to to aim functionality. It's more complicated mm-hmm. for me to explain than to actually do. It's very intuitive. Um, yeah. yeah. How? So you've only played it with the on screen screen controllers, right? Like I'm, I've, yeah, I'm I using I'm using the Backbone controller. It's called the Backbone, Backbone Company, mm-hmm. and it I can say that it feels like you said, like a Switch. I've not played Diablo on the Switch, but I can only imagine that's the way it is. And it feels yeah. very natural and it's going to be able to, like I have some problems with what, what buttons are where, but um, it's remappable in the options. So how, how was, yeah, how yeah. is the playing it without that though? Yeah, it, it worked pretty well. I actually don't know how you would aim abilities with a normal controller, but I assume there's a way 
with the with the right thumb. Yeah, it's, it's the right thumb. So I, I and I'm learning that because I've not done this before. In this, I, I I have played since I've got this backbone controller that goes on my phone. I started to play a lot more of those games that we were just talking about, like the you require a controller. Yeah. Um, and and it feels a lot. It does. It feels like a switch. Like it's about the same size as a switch, an OLED switch, uh, with my phone and such. And so I it feel very natural. Um, playing it this way and it has a mm-hmm. right joystick. So for example, I'm playing the necromancer and if I want to use an area effect spell, I hold down the right trigger and then my right mm-hmm. mouse, my, my right thumb kind of aims it. Move, moves the stick. That's move, what I figured stick, when yeah. I was trying to think of it. Cause on the screen, there's a button for that. I assume you're probably talking about corpse explosion or something. Yeah. Uh, the ability is there as a little circle. If I touch it with my thumb, then I can, swing around whatever direction i want to aim yeah uh just like just like you're doing with the thumb it's just in the same there's no separate button because the button can be because it's on the screen yeah i i i I like that you can go back and forth like i because i have my controller on yes you can move the little cursor over to like inventory pop it up but i like just move my thumb and touch the screen with my thumb you can just touch your screen yeah Yeah. that's how that's how playing the switch is yeah which is Um, nice it's it's real nice because it has a touch screen. Yeah. Um, I had one of those controller things for my phone, but it was a couple phones ago, and it was one of the cheap ones that only fit that generation of phone. When I got mm-hmm. a bigger phone, it didn't work. Oh yeah. Um, and it didn't have real sticks. It had the sticks like um, I want to say one of the Steam controllers was like this, um, or maybe the. What was the 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 PSP or the PSP. Vita? Yeah, maybe yep. mm-hmm. one of those, those one of those small PlayStations. Instead of a stick, it's like a it's like a disc in a little in a larger disc. Okay, do you know what I mean? If I if I say that, mm, I don't think so. But so a so a joystick. Oh wait, yeah, joystick, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about now. But yes, you should. it's a little t-shaped pad on a ball and it rolls around Mm -hmm. this is flat and so like you can swivel this i'm gesturing you can't see (laughs) um (laughs) and the listeners can't either (laughs) right and anyway it's like that so it was sort of like having a joystick but not really and i mostly just used it to play like um uh emulated game boy advance games so i was barely using the joystick stuff anyway but yeah if, if we end up playing this a lot i might think about getting either that or the um whatever the razor one is called it's a little bit cheaper all right um the, and i buy a lot of razor stuff even though i sometimes have issues with their mice, <laughs> i i i think um all right so other thing about it that i i don't have a lot to talk about well i'm sure we'll talk about this later um but that i'm uh, i'm kind of unsure about right now is that it's as our buddy trotsky told me so it's an he calls it an mmo uh yeah, and it, is. It, it but is it though? Like, I don't quite understand what part when of it. When I, w- yeah, when I get past the tutorial and into the second zone, there are a bunch of other people there. Okay, but is is that the, the only around. extent of the MMO, or is it like you have to get in groups and and mm-hmm. fight? In that groups? I don't know. It it has the four man party, just like uh, Diablo three had. Um, yeah, I I have not dabbled with any of that because. It was the middle of the day, and I was supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, I haven't been and, able to get on at all. And, and then when I opened it up again, I was like, I don't think I want to play Crusader. Maybe I'll roll Demon Hunter. Yeah. And then I had to start over. 
Yeah, they and and then there some people I know some of our friends like you can't change servers with your characters. You your the characters are assigned to the servers. Um, yeah. So that's so that that's kind of kind of an issue. But I yeah I don't I I'm since I'm still in the tutorial right now and it's a long tutorial. It's like a like you're going through your whole first town and such in the game. Uh, mm -hmm. Is um. It, and it does feel pretty good. Like we mentioned, the game itself looks wonderful. There's bosses and different kinds of loot and gear. And it's got all of the things that a Diablo game has. So I'm, I will say this. I am, I don't know what people's worries were about this on a, on a, on a mobile device. I, I guess is what I'm, I know there was people saying, nobody wanted a Diablo on a, on a mobile device, but like, I don't, well, seeing this game, I don't know why what the big deal is. Yeah, is... we 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 talked about this when that BlizzCon happened and I think you and I both were like I don't know, that sounds kind of cool. The problem was, you know, Blizzard for years, I mean, I think even at the time when they did that, the only the closest they had to a console game was was uh Overwatch and that's and that was cross. Like their whole thing has been PC. And so they got up on stage when people were expecting to hear about Diablo 4 and were like hey diablo mobile game and just the wrong audience the for wrong that uh, for that announcement and then and then still that's been like four years ago right uh it took it took so long to finish polishing or whatever as they Blizzard do does. right um mm -hmm. i um well it what we've seen just this limited amount of time so far i'm i'm actually really pleasantly sur surprised to have like a diablo game to play like, and okay, not yeah. I. I was expecting a watered down type thing. Now, here's something none of us have been able to see yet: is that one, it's free to download, which means you know, right there, your 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 interest should be what you know, something's <laughs> happening here. Where are they going to get money from? So there's got to be some kind of a paywall somewhere, right? Uh, I don't know what yeah, that is. I mean, yet. yeah, it's but. Uh, I don't know. It's I have a hard my like my reflex is always to defend Blizzard and Blizzard has been so indefendable for the last year or so right. that I'm like, ah, should I really be doing that? Blizzard has a track record of making relatively speaking smart choices with the free to play market, right? Yeah. Uh uh Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm are both free to play. Um uh what did they oh no that was a mode i'm I'm thinking about the that auto chess thing um and overwatch does yeah. both i which i get right but it's yeah. but it's still not it's still not expensive right like overwatch is as much as a wow expansion they're both like 40 bucks yeah that, that's, that's what i expect for a from full this. for for a game the size of of overwatch like you expect that. I I knew this was going to be free to play, and just like with their other games, I had some level of good faith, you know, because this was back when I still had a lot of good faith in Blizzard. Yeah. Um, that they would make the 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 in app purchases or the monetization, whether that whether you call that non predatory or at least less predatory right. in the genre of what that is. Uh, that's its own whole side conversation and it's it's way too early to say like we've not had enough experience with the game to to make a judgment call on that one way or the other but um I mean, i'm excited about it and i i mean i have been kind of since i heard about it i was you know i was checking every couple weeks or months like 
is there any news on this? Is this going to, is this going to think, you know, I saw when we were at Fox's doing the birthday thing, I saw a headline that said sometime in May. And I was like, that's now that's like tomorrow. And then it wasn't, it was June 2nd, which is today. Yeah. It, it's the, the, the fear is always pay to win, right? Especially if it's an MMO, which means people are playing it together and getting progression and competing and yeah well yeah and and diablo 3 was pay to win right with their real real money auction house oh when they had the the when they had the actual thing right so they should have learned the the lesson there the whole game is is based around what loot you have what gear you have and if you can buy that gear with money yeah it's somebody selling it instead of blizzard selling it but they're still getting a percentage on that transaction and so people are like well why if I can just buy the gear I need, why would I play at all? Um, yeah. And yeah, so they, they like have... I said, I I think they for all the things that Blizzard hasn't done well lately and recently and over the years. Yeah, um, they've at least been one of the better players in that in that uh, in this free to play space. And so I'm. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. The, the weird thing about it is, like, I don't care in a in a game like Diablo, like say Diablo three, if they let you pay your way to fight to the end of the game. I don't care because it's your game doesn't bother me at all, right? You mm-hmm. you do you. I don't care, you know. But don't tell me that you beat the boss. Right? I don't that that that. It actually makes the game cheap. That cheaper when everybody says I beat Diablo. Like I, I have no proof that you didn't just pay for that, right? Sure. Um, but which is one thing, but the other one is if, if I'm in a game and I'm going up and I'm going to fight a boss and I, and I need to play with other players and then I'm playing with a guy who's totally twinked out and doesn't know how to play and is terrible. It's that's, that's a super annoying thing. I think for especially MMOs when they have these kind of pay to win things that you don't use a thing. So I don't even know that so far. Um, I, I got in front of me here, what, what they have in the, in the game. Um, there's two different kinds of paid currency right now. Um, one is that you can get um, these things called platinum. This money it allows you. It's the it's how you buy things on a marketplace, which I can't believe even they have a marketplace. They're they're trying this again, like buy stuff from other players. Hmm. So I will we'll see how that goes because I thought it would, that whole life experience was absolutely terrible the last time. Um, right, and um, just all of it is was a terrible experience. I mean, it was terrible because. I never cared about getting anything. Anything you wanted was on the auction house and you, and you, you bought it. So it was like just buying, playing the auction house. Everything you got in the game was to sell for gold so that you could buy things. Yeah. I mean the real, the real good fix as part of that thing was that you got better loot. Like you still in Diablo three, get a ton of stuff you don't need, but it's so much better than it used to be. You don't get like, just a random assortment of gear for every class like you mostly yeah. get stuff for your class and right. then that means most of the time it's an upgrade yeah and it, and it it provides a better sort of dopamine loop i agree i agree uh, okay so they have that one uh that's what platinum sports also you can use it to craft legendary gems so you need you need these I platinum stuff to, yeah. to get legendary so you can't craft legendary gems unless you have this money mechanic which that's the thing that you get by doing dailies and certain okay. quests like oh so 
that just means already makes me kind of cringe with doing grinds. Got to get on my Diablo grinds. You're like, don't look forward I to mean, that. I mean, every Blizzard game has those dailies. Like, they were doing them before mobile games, and right. every mobile game has them. Right. And, and I, that's that what, incentive it's, to, it's like, a thing. It's the thing that makes me not. And right. I mean, it's the thing that makes me not play those games. Right. It's why I don't play. Sure. Yeah. Any, any game that makes me feel like I have to log on to play, I just don't want to play. Um, it, yeah. It sometimes can keep me in a game, but it very often will prevent me from trying because yeah. like, I can't get sucked into that. Again. Well, the, the, the problem there is that, you know, I have to, I shouldn't have to think that I have to find time in my day for this, right? Like I, I shouldn't have a make, Oh, I bet it's almost midnight. I better, I better stop doing what I'm doing or, or even worse, worse than forbid. Hey guys, uh, I'm doing something with my friends. I got to run over here and do this Diablo immortal dailies. Right. Um, because you can't get your, uh, progression stuff and even the 11 year old here in the house is having issues with that now where she's playing roblox on a server and she's got always like are we going to get home in time so i can go log into roblox and and get my login consecutive day login thing and and run my dailies like that stuff immediately reminded me like no that that's terrible that's a terrible thing to incentivize me going away for the weekend and feeling bad about it right Uh, because because i I don't have internet access to my game you know that that's how that's how wordle and all of its clone games are it's the, the double and like yeah i i definitely get what you're saying the daily chore is a weird sort of like and people do that with everything not everything but they do it with a lot of things right like time hop we used to do was a thing where you do and it like rewards your streak there are a lot of games and apps that yeah. that do streak kind of stuff yeah. dailies don't have they usually don't have streaks but they're like Log in 14 days. So if you miss a day, you're just pushed back again. It's Wait, which which is just as almost as bad, right? Because you feel like it's going to take me 30 days to get this one gem. And then if I miss one, then I have 31 days. And right. that, that anyway, it's, my, my I, point there is I, that's, I, that's a terrible yeah. mechanic that I hate. Like it's, it's probably, it's probably one of the worst things that can happen in games. I mean, that, I, th- you know. I think my only, my only counter to that is that it's better than what it replaced in games like WoW, which was just hours and hours of grind that people would do all at once to the detriment of their lives sure. and health. Yeah. I, re- I remember that's, like that. that's probably but the I, thing that I makes get what you're saying for it, sure. That's the thing that probably gives me PTSD with this subject is wow. I remember it was burning crusade and I wanted one. I wanted to raid. We're raiding the, t- the black temple, right? We were a progression yep. guild and on the server and you had, mm-hmm. we had to get on, right? Like we, it's part of our job. I'd say, to get on, to be on the the first to down whatever you want to do, you have to get on every single minute of every day that you can to do these things. Um, and it, I remember uh, on the side of it, I wanted to get a, a, a dragon and unlock this like black dragon or something like that for a riding mount. And I had to get on every day and I knew it was going to take two months of daily grind to do it. And every time I missed, it felt terrible. And when I was, when I was out somewhere, I felt like I need to make sure that I plan to get home so that I have time to do X, Y, or Z. And I mean, it's, it, it'd be like, I, I compare the rating cause it's easy to be down on rating thing or have it hard to explain to people yeah. like, like hard to explain video game streamers. Right. To me, it's like if you were in a, like a community softball league or something and yeah. y- you know, everybody who's on the team has to be at practice. Maybe that that's not every day, but if you miss practice, like the other people on the team are probably going to give you, hard time for it well that, that's that's yeah. that's, pro- physical, that's probably like the thing. yeah physical sports is not equivalent to to games but it's it's all part of that like you're committed to be part of that team to be a progression guild like that's a high yeah. goal 
and so everybody is expected to play. Well, that, that's, that's a different that's, like, and, and that's the, the rough part about that is that, like, the daily thing, I think, is if it was weekly, because they have sure. weeklies in these games, those are fine. Yeah. Those are kind of cool. You can play them and, and naturally kind of get they get stuff. And, hey, I got my weekly stuff. But, like, daily is the thing that, that gets even that word, do this thing every day. You know, that I got phrase, you, right? for sure. And, and then um, the reason I have the PTSD of that is because I completed that, and it was, like, everyone who's a Raider has those stories that I'm not going to go into mine. Um, but when you're done with, when you're done with it, you look back and while you feel a sense of accomplishment, you also feel like you've lost a chunk of your life doing this thing. Right. And whether you're accomplished and I can say a thing or whatever, it's, I know it's a personal thing, but still mm-hmm. you, you put in so much of the, the effort. And then when you do that, when you're not doing that, like when I was out of that and I, I'm done with that, I remember getting done with that, that guild and done with that server and going on and, and just kind of wanting to enjoy the game instead of doing that stuff. I realized mm-hmm. that there is so much out of my range, out of my reach in the games because they're all balanced around those people who play that hard to get the things, to get those things, right? So I'm never, I would never be able to get a Black Dragon today because there is no way... I would have to dedicate my life to do that kind of a thing. And that's because they have to bounce dailies and such based around that kind of thing. So anyway, that's a long way to say yeah, that I'm very I, I have leery more thoughts on that, these. but we're already way, way afield. Yeah, so I'm very, I'm very leery on, on those kind of things. We'll, we'll see how this goes. And, and anytime I see that, and I'm already seeing the picture of the shop where they're showing buy, buy 60 for 99 cents or 300 for 590. Like, oh man, I just, uh, that really. And then the next one they got is you can buy these things called eternal orbs. Which this one I'm actually totally for. It allows you to buy skins and uh, for only looking stuff. cool, those kind of things. Uh, reforging your characters. So I don't know what you can do with that, how you reforge things, but uh, maybe stats or things. That that's cool, right? It's totally it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a flat type thing. So you can pay money to not become more powerful, but maybe switch your gear stats around or something. But you still have a hundred points to fiddle with or whatever it is, you know, right? I think that's cool. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> I like that. And if you ever want to pay an extra money for the cool um, Diablo skin or angel wings or something, nah, that's fine. I think that's totally a fine mm-hmm. type thing. Or services they'll have, like I'm sure they'll let you, you know, switch servers for a couple of dollars or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so that that's kind of monetary thing. I'm I'm actually kind of for, and I think it's neat and can add to the game, and I like paying for it personally. After this is all done and said, I would rather just buy a game. I've said that a long time ago. I'd rather pay these people a full price game and have the game, you know? And yeah. I mean, we've has its own. And again, we've, we've been on this, on this topic a while. I do, yeah. I, before we move past this, I think doing the server sharding thing, like, wow, is a mistake. I feel like they should know by now better than to do that. None of their games since wow have had servers like that. And yeah. I don't think it's necessary. Like they could, group people by region without making these permanent server choices that I assume they're going to charge us to switch for later. That feels like a, some executive boardroom decision. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, and I don't want to, I don't want to get, sure. Get uh, too much more on that. And then, um, what did you just say? You said something else that I, uh, about the skins and services. Yeah. Like, like cosmetics, for for microtransactions that part of it's fine oh the the free, like i knew it was going to be free to play like the company NetEase that made it is 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 known in this in the genre and i think we've more or less established at this point that people don't pay big dollars for mobile games like yeah. for better or worse like that's what the 
that's what the app store has set everybody up to do you know they did that mario game that was ten dollars and people lost it yeah like it's ten dollars like yeah it's i not thought it was a great mario purchase Odyssey, right? yeah. but it's still you know it's, it's a ten dollar mario game right yeah and it's Nintendo, like first party Nintendo games never go on sale. Like, right. Yeah. What is your, it, but and, and, and all honesty, like, you know, you know, so these make much... more money, right? Like they make more money than if I paid these guys $50 Ab- for this game, they'll make Ab- more. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that. But people's psychology when they're browsing the store are like, do I want to play a hundred free games or am I going to buy this one game for 30, 40 bucks? And they're going to. Yeah. They're not going to buy that thirty. Sure, game. sure. It, it would be nice to have. I think a nice option would be is that you have the option, like you can pay, play it for free, and then have all these like little extra stuff that you can buy. Or even I'm I'm a big fan of add-ons. Like you can play the first level, and then if you want to play the next map or something, then pay for that map, you know, or or whatever. And then until you can That's buy the whole game, Mario or did. or buy the whole thing all yeah. at once, kind of type thing. I would like They're that doing option. They're the battle games, pass thing, which which yeah. I know people seem to like. It's a better. It sort of caps you out. It doesn't cap you out because you could still spend more, but it gets you the like. The, the Heroes of the Storm did a similar thing where you mm-hmm. could buy a a thing that lasted a certain number of months, and yeah. it gets you all these extra rewards all the time for yeah. like five dollars a month it's like a subscription but it's a subscription that's not mandatory i've always liked cool. those i've always i don't know why i think yeah. in, in the games that i've played which have been like three or four that i play with these paladins is one i can think of off the top of my head uh mm-hmm. i in those granted it's company and game to game but those feel like paying that small amount i do get in a steady income of what i would want to get or items or exactly and gives me some yeah. gives me some drive to push on to get to the next year and continue to play not feeling like i need to but you know again just the games i played like if i really really want to push hard i can get that really cool angel wings or something like that but right. if i play just play casually i can still get a lot of stuff for my five dollars yeah. right yeah. um so th- those those have always been pretty a pretty good monetization path uh, for me so ho- hopefully that one will be good here too so w- neither of us has seen it we're, we're just making conjectures and we're making i'm making obviously a lot of assumptions based on past a- other games but uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how it goes the the gameplay itself moving on from Diablo mortal is very much diablo very fun very beautiful it's nice though it's got this words and voiceovers and um tons of just tons of gear so I, i'm just not a tutorial i'm getting tons of gear stuff so should be cool i'm i'm kind of excited about that i like diablo anyway so Mm-hmm. That that should be fun. Um, okay, moving forward. Let's talk about, since we're running low on, I mean, we talked too long about this title. Uh, yeah. Can we run through Top Gun? We talked about that earlier. Let's go back, circle back to that. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, did yeah. you, you went and saw it at yeah. least once? But once, and, I, and I, want, I wanted to see it again. I just didn't get enough time. I'll probably go see it okay. again, hopefully this weekend. Um, it, I mean, it's hard for me to kind of review this. And I, I, your listeners, Dennis's reviews will probably be better than mine on this one, uh, just because um, I'm a, such a huge fan of jets. Like I've just been a, since a little kid, <laughs> jets have been my thing. I just really, really love them a lot. They're just the neatest thing, and I, I get that. I, I turn um, into a little boy again. Is all it is with that. I, I, I won't out you on this specifically, but I thought about this last week when we watched um, the wind rises. I was like, oh, these are cool planes. I bet Michael's going to like this because it's cool planes. It does help me, yeah. yeah. I won't out anybody on the specifics in case, like, I don't know, one of your neighbors listens to our podcast. But I know that the 
the the password on your Wi-Fi is the is the name and nickname <laughs> right. of a particular jet. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, this is a this is a funny. Um, yeah, I actually actually that that that's something I do with a lot of those. The my Wi-Fi passwords also alternate those through several different kinds of jet stuff. So yeah, it's it, that's how I that's how I roll. And, and this was. So all I can say about that is that this is the best of the best that you could have with jets. I mean, it, from a movie going experience was the coolest ever. And just talking yeah, about right now, I want to go back and watch those maneuvers. And I watched a lot of the behind the scenes for this sh- this movie since then. And that's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not CGI is the biggest thing. It's all practical effects, all done real stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a, so crazy. there's a clip. I, I assume they put this in every theater, but, but, Tom Cruise did a little clip at the beginning mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. mentioning that they they used the real planes and they've got a lot of really good I don't know drones and GoPro kind yep. of stuff in the cockpits and and all that kind of stuff and that was all that was all really cool there are a lot of really good shots where I'm like how how are they doing this like there's mm-hmm. a there's a cockpit cam and you see Tom Cruise in the jet as he takes off off the carrier and it's one long shot and you see the carrier like through the glass through the canopy behind him mm-hmm. and i'm like how are they is he really flying like it looks like tom cruise is really flying that jet for, for sure yeah um, the, the the i i can only assume that a lot of these these jets are two-seaters is what i what i'm assuming and mm, sure. and and you don't it's the way it's set up is you don't see that front seat um and, and i'm I have to go relook at relook at some of these just that they use for that, but that's that's what my assumption is for most of these. Um, the yeah, there are some, and I won't waste everybody's time. But there's some really great. You can go online right now, even on YouTube, and see a lot of the like ten minute behind the scenes and making of type stuff, which they've released out. It's it's so incredibly cool uh, to watch that stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the the story itself was fun. Like it's it. I think our buddy Fox described it, and I like this this this. Uh, description is it's better than it should have been all right it that, this is not something i feel that should have been a great movie that i would recommend everybody to go to but i like it i liked all of it it did all those things right that i think it should have it fed my nostalgia in the first 15 mm-hmm. minutes and then moved on from that naturally and i didn't yeah, feel like yeah. i needed and, it anymore and i i've probably said this before but i didn't watch this movie until college uh-huh. uh, nobody nobody i knew had it or watched it and so I had some friends who really loved it and I watched it because I wanted to be in on all of their quotes and inside jokes, which it's never like you sort of can, but not really like you pick up on lines that nobody ever quotes and stuff like that. Um, I think I had a hard time not comparing it to Ghostbusters Afterlife. (laughs) Really? Um, Okay. All right. Sure. Just (laughs) as a similar kind of like years and years have gone past. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's I the same like world, just years kind of past. idea, yes. yeah, okay. yeah, and and similar sort of time frame. Um, I felt like this was a better, like a better story and a better like, um, I don't know if you want to say conclusion or like, mm. like other. I mean, maybe it helps that there has been nothing in between. There were no other sequels yeah, at least yeah. that I know of, unless you nope. count days of thunder, which is only a joke. Um, <laughs> right, right. Nice. Uh, and so it's just that movie and this movie. And so all the things like, you know, it's its own whole new story where mm-hmm. Ghostbusters afterlife had its own story, but the story was like 
sort of drowning in uh, the drowning is too strong of a word but the 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 news story was kind of smothered by all the nostalgia and the yeah. nostalgia was great and it was fun mm-hmm. but it really hamstrung all of the new i mean except for the main girl like they didn't really get any of their own story because it was just like um like force awakens it was like sort mm-hmm. of really rehashing the original movie Right. in nebraska for some reason um yeah. where this and and i i really enjoyed ghostbusters afterlife so i don't want to cast yeah. too much aspersion on that movie but um this like yeah you start out with the music and like i'm getting chills at the music and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't even this this isn't even my movie and i'm still like <laughs> yeah. the big you know getting the nostalgia uh, feel to it han zimmer or whatever yeah. harold faltmeyer music in there um just you know really great 80s stuff and um you know there there are emotional elements to the story and Mm -hmm. there's you know probably the the only thing i would say negative about the story and maybe this is sort of a spoiler though i don't think it really is um you kind of you kind of know that it's gonna work out you know that he's always gonna be better than everybody and there's and there's no real stakes but it it doesn't stop it from being exciting like it's still all very intense with like the the close all the close shots and the real like you really see you know and it's tom cruise doing his yeah whatever vampire thing that he still has this (laughs) kind of physical capability and i i guarantee you they've done something with his hair because nobody his age has hair that dark (laughs) he's so good yeah he 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 Um, is still like he's still his like the physical specimen i mean yeah yeah right. he's he i'm you know i'm sure that he keep you know he works out and keeps himself all the time constantly and, yeah right yeah and also has you know a lot of help you know movie course, magic course, and right. and you know all of that kind of stuff plus right. you know maybe a little maybe a little scientology magic uh, <laughs> it's his voodoo there. magic but, right yeah. but but you see him in the in the cockpit doing these like maneuvers and stuff and he it, he looks strained like it looks it's convincing yeah he's he's doing um, it just like the the young guys are doing are straining and passing right, out and stuff right. like yeah, they, yeah. They, they they uh i will say that that with about the nostalgia part I, I i mentioned that it's like 15 minutes and then you know they kind of move on with the stuff uh, which is good i will say to address the you no real stakes i will say that i think you, I, you have a feeling that there's two ways this movie can end Right, this kind of movie, True. you know, True. old grizzled person comes out of retirement. Not, not that he came out of retirement, but you know, like, you know, now there's the new young bucks type thing. How is it going to end? He's going on a dangerous mission, um, and I definitely not going to spoil how that ends. But that was the thing is that it could end one of two ways, right? I I felt, um, and, yeah. and and yeah, and, that's true. It's it's probably not fair for me to say because. Uh, I mean, it was, there wasn't a lot, I know to your point is right. Like there's not a, there wasn't a lot of option ish there, but you know, it, it could have gone two ways. Um, and I'm not going to say which way it went. Um, but in both, and I think when, when I was realizing in part in the point in the movie, when I realized that this is one of the two innings that could happen with these two endings, um, I was satisfied with either. I I felt like whatever's going to happen here. I think I feel the characters work. And the story works sure. this way, yeah. And and they they set things up along the way to to go where it could go another way there, and 
that's the way it's going to go. And that's, that's how it is. Um, and they, what they did was actually even a little better. I thought, and was a little surprising what happened. Um, so, uh, but I wanted to circle back real quick to the nostalgia point was that, um, they still hit a lot of the Top Gun like beats without, throughout the movie. And, but they, it was just like slightly touching them. Um, yeah. In, in the first one, in the first one, he, um, he starts off by doing something reckless and as a fighter pilot and then gets sent off to Top Gun. Something similar happens here at the very beginning in a twisty way, but it's the same kind of thing that happens. Like that's the, mm-hmm. the phase of the movie that it goes into. And then in the first movie, there's a phase that happens like after the Top Gun experience where they go on and do kind of a mission thing. And that happens here too. Right. And then there's the training parts where they have to get together and, and do a sportsy thing with the, the infamous volleyball thing. Right. And they do mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it's, it's all, and it's interwoven with a kind of a love story in the background and that's there too, but it's just done delicately. Right. So you, mm-hmm. it's there. So they're hitting all the points like a four, but they're not as overt as what like force force awakens is by putting a gig, another even bigger gigantic space station. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I really, I really, really loved it. And, and it's hard for me to separate that from the cool jets and the cool stuff and the, the theater. I, I told Fox, I said, uh, when we were like giggling together about it in, in messages, was the, um, I still think everywhere, every, all at once is, everything everywhere all at once is still movie of the year. Um, mm. But this is the best movie of the year to watch in the theater. Like this one, you should go watch it in the theater. It's, it's a made for Hollywood movie. And them to not release it, um, for what two years delayed because the pandemic was the right choice um, for, for sure. And that's, that's uh, shown in the crazy, crazy rotten tomato scores that it's getting for both critics and audiences. I think that you're getting without that music playing in the background, without the cool jet sounds and the, you know, going into hyperdrive or whatever the heck they go into and um, having the cool woohoos or whatever. That's, just something that you get in a movie theater experience, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I'm going to go watch it again. And it's, um, I would say one of the best of these nostalgia laced shows I've seen in a long time. Do yeah. you know, so I've, I've two things and mm-hmm. these are they're not really spoilers, but you should, I don't know, skip like a couple 30 seconds. If you're, if you're too worried about that, uh, Almost at the very end, when they have the picture, I mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It gave me gave me some chills. I was like, yes. "This is dumb," but I appreciate it. I did too. And yeah. do you know what the plane is at the end that they're flying? The prop plane. Yes. Yes, it's a. It's that's actually Tom Cruise's personal jet. Is it? Is yeah, he it, owns that. So World War Two uh, plane fighter. That, that, um, that's his, his own personal thing. It reminded me, unfortunately, of um, the movie Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Because they do a lot of flying in those planes, and I think those planes are cool. They have a weird, like, when the the landing gear goes up and everything, you're like, what? It looks like a... It's pretty neat. Well, it it kind of it almost looks like a Star Trek ship, like the way the bottom is is rounded. It's very cool. I love the the silhouettes of like the low wings and the prop 
you mm-hmm. know, the front, the single engine uh, uh, prop in the front. And totally. All I, I kept, I kept noticing that they were really highlighting that plane a lot. Um, and I went afterwards and did some more reading on it. Um, and I was like, that, I, I thought that was a cool plane just in general, but then they, yeah. they show it in multiple scenes and really are like lingering on it. And, and then of course, Oh, of course it's Tom's special pride and joy thing that he has. <laughs> um, so he's he like really highlighting this thing. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's a cool, that's a cool, I, I will say there's another plane at the end, which actually made me even more giddier. Not at the very end, but like third oh, act. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That, that was my, like, that made me I like, I liked that, but I was like, okay, come on. Like, this is, you, you're screen you're straining credulity <laughs> here with yeah, the, this. The, I, I actually would want something I thought they did pretty well there at the end with that is when they show, they finally show the fifth generation fighters out there Mm -hmm. in action. They finally get to the part where there's the fifth generation fighter and how, like, I know those fighters, right. That are happening now. Right. They they are, it's just, again, it makes me giddy right now. I'm feeling like goosebumps when I read about them. Right. I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm one of those nerds that will read aviation um, magazines and read about these cool things that they can do and the kind of sheer, hits they hit and then but when you read about them and see them you're like that that feels like a science fiction thing there's no way they can do that that's just because i've seen all these movies and seen all these things and they and when you talk about what a plane can and can't do and how it pushes its limits you're like how can modern planes do the things they do and then this movie shows several things that it just wrecks anything anywhere near Mm -hmm. like the pilots throughout are saying there's just it's not even a discussion that they could dogfight these planes right and um, not no matter how they even say like, oh, the, it's the man in the box. But they all know, really, they're being arrogant by saying that. Right. Um, and then in the, in one scene, I think I was the only one in the theater that gave a big uh, hoop and holler, which was a little embarrassing. But uh, the, <laughs> the it was real embarrassing. But the uh, the fifth generation jet does this like pullback where he does this almost like a flat spin uh, yeah, I saw where that. he stalls. And I'm like that. That was amazing. And that's that's what they can do these days. And, and the pilots that are he's going against even say, like, what was that? What just happened? Like, yeah, that's that's what the new planes can do, buddy. And the old planes just cannot do. So it's, that was so exciting. I want yeah, to see Yeah, I mean, it's one thing for all the characters to keep saying, like, fifth generation fighter, fifth generation fighter. Right. And it was a little strange to me that the the enemy was, like, like noticeably anonymous. Yeah, that, that like, was great, right? You, they well you, done. <laughs> you you never see them not with helmets. It's never right. identified as like Russia or North Korea or whatever or they're China supposed to be. Anything, right? Yeah, uh, or China or any of that. It's just they like, call them the enemy, the, don't they? Like the, the enemy. enemy. The, it's it's just the enemy because you know there's no there's no active war with. The I US think they do or, that in. I think no, they they do that in the first movie too. They fight MIGs, which are typically a Russian plane, but right. But but not they're still very ambiguous with what yeah. they're fighting there. Um, I, I'll tell you something that's that's a couple. I, so much of the realistic things I do like this, and I want to move off from this topic here. But um, sure. the um, the way they they speak in factual things, like you know, all these planes we've had in, in the U.S. and so much missions we fight. There's not a, there's this dogfighting doesn't happen anymore. It's just not the way things no, work. They're right. they're fast movers that like move at ridiculous speeds and they blast their target and they're gone. 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's what it is. So having like dogfight combats is not a not a rare thing. And then you can hit planes from so far away. And you saw what another thing about realism with Sam sites. They're terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you have a lot in the world these days. So it's not like people are out doing spaceship Star Wars fights like you see in or in Battlestar Galactica constantly where they're getting all this experience. It's not really how it is. Um, and, and they, they, they acknowledge that in this movie a lot of times, I, I, which I really appreciated. And I also liked, I did think of Battlestar a lot during this movie. <laughs> right. I, and I also liked the, the parts where, um, it's it, when they're in combat, when they're doing like the air to air combats, it's frantic. Like it's, that's how, what I understand and hearing of stories of people who have been in those kind of things. It's a frantic fight. You're, fighting with highly, highly advanced, highly, highly trained against highly advanced, highly, highly trained people with technology that's mind boggling. That's obviously billions of dollars. Right. Um, and you're just, it's a pressure cooker every second. And the movie really captured that. I thought like, you know, you're constantly, Oh my gosh, you know, splash, splash, smoke and smoke in the air. They're, they're yelling and they're hitting the the flares and it's just Mm -hmm. a constant pressure cooker in real life. And, in the movies, I think captured that really well. And it made me feel super excited. And I wanted to like, I had to make sure that I wasn't speeding on the way home. Cause I wanted to like, try to time up really fast. And <laughs> do, do okay. All right. Cool. Cool movie. Definitely worth watching. Um, pretty great. Uh, we got a little bit time left. I'm gonna let you pick. I don't know what you're going to pick, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, you want to talk about Kenobi first two episodes or uh, strange new world episode four. <laughs> I'll oh, see you put me, I've not seen the new, uh, uh, Kenobi episodes. I've had oh, some okay. trouble with my internet and, uh, so I'm behind on that. I actually watched episode four of, of strange new worlds on my phone. Oh, so, that's rough. Uh, that's rough. That's rough. So, you should watch it again on your laptop or whatever. I, I probably will. Yeah. I think um, I might, I think I might. Matter of fact, I might watch that to go to bed tonight. Nice. I mean that that tells you it gives it away how much that I liked it, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really good. Um, I probably watched it like Thursday, so now it's almost a week old mm-hmm. in my mind. I have mixed feelings on them repurposing the Gorn, though they're doing <laughs> the kind of um, uh, what's that episode called? That, d- describe the Gorn first, like they they're not a, a highly used Star Trek thing, so it's not like <laughs> people are saying Klingons. Okay, but, so in the original series, and I don't know if they ever show up again. I don't think they, they do. That's the big thing about this. They do in, I'm pretty sure they do in the animated series and uh, the original animated series. And they do in the game, Star Trek Online, yes, as yes. as allies of the Klingons. Um, in the original series episode, The Arena, uh, the the Enterprise faces off against this ship. And they start attacking. They're near. I think this is how it starts. They're at this planet, and there's a there's a you know incredibly advanced being or species or whatever on this planet, and they abduct Kirk and the captain of the other ship, the Gorn ship, and put them both on this planet to fight to the death. It's like <laughs> a like an ancient Roman or Greek. Uh, sure. You know the leaders are going to duel instead of the armies fighting. Um. And they're just put there with no weapons and they have to fight, except the Gorn is a is a bipedal lizard who is superior in strength to uh, Kirk, which is rare. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I guess it's not that rare because every time he he faces off against Spock, whether Spock's like been manipulated or mind controlled or something, like Spock yeah. is physically stronger than Kirk, but Kirk is always like getting his shirt ripped and fist fighting some alien. Yeah. In the original series, um, but they fight and and Kirk makes a gun out of a tube of like bamboo and mixes some powder together to make chemicals to, together to make gunpowder yeah um but but the notable so, thing about these is what is that they're goofy as heck right like i mean kind series. of it's it's original series so it's a dude right. with like a godzilla head on it's a godzilla right? head right yeah and and, and there's, there's no there's tons no of memes or, yeah or or gas breath or anything but it's a you know it's a 60s era sci-fi like enemy yeah, and which, which is course, something that, that that if you ever see Star Trek memes, you're not a Star Trek person. I'm sure you've seen a Gorn fighting Kirk in probably gifts somewhere, right? That's what you'll mm-hmm. see. Which it's meant to make it look silly, but it was 60s guys, right? Like this is what they were doing. Yeah, it was it was uh, the technology they had. But he, but here um, we go. Moving along, they're 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 actually now using them. I've I just got I got the uh, memory alpha up here real quick. I, I can say that they were. Uh, shown in scale, a skeleton form in Discovery in three episodes of Discovery, uh, the original series in one episode. Um, it was in Enterprise in one episode, and that's it. Hmm. There's like lower decks and some other things that don't really, I wouldn't count them. Yeah, but. I mean, and and that sort of makes sense to me, right? Because in the 90s era, the, the, um, the special effects were better, but mm. they were still doing practical effects, right? Like yeah. the Klingons didn't look like you know, kind of weird pseudo Russians with weird mustaches and and slightly dark skin, like they had these cranial ridges on their foreheads and and stuff like that. But that's still the kind of stuff they did. They didn't really have the technology to make a like full on lizard head kind of race. You know, the closest they could do is the Cardassians, and they still have, you know, it's just a bunch of rubber latex stuff glued to people's heads yeah and and necks um, so, so now they have them in strange new worlds episode four st- they're the they're the main baddie of the week right right and we still don't see them there right. so there are a couple layers of this is what they did in the original series with romulans mm-hmm. um except the Romulan stuff happens in the past so like the um the discovery crew the enterprise crew uh the uh, um Scott Bakula Enterprise, the series yeah. Enterprise, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, NX-01. And uh, the Strange New Worlds crew could encounter Romulans. But mm. the um, the like lore of the Romulans when they first show up in the original series is that there was a war between the Federation and the Romulan Empire. But it was before they had video communication which is something they would only think of in the 60s because we have video communication now but you know you could say that it doesn't work over space whatever you know um and so when they see a romulan for the first time and see how much they look like vulcan it's actually the same actor who played sarek in the original series um it's big shock Right. And so they're doing kind of the same thing here where the Gorn don't answer their hails. And so nobody knows what the Gorn look like. Like they Mm -hmm. know the configuration of their ships and they're like, their ships look like this. And they're very aggressive, you know, warlike, even more than way more than like Klingons. They're savage. Way more than Klingons. Like Klingons are like, you know, these honorable, 
warriors. They're like Vikings or right. orcs, space yeah. orcs, right. where the the Gorn are portrayed as kind of like the Borg or like the Kalon in um uh in the Orville. Yeah. Right. Yeah, as just a, like like you know, like dragons. They're like right. we don't which maybe dragons is the best metaphor because they're they're sort of they're lizards. lizards right? People like they see humans as almost like food, like so much below their consideration. Yeah. Um yeah and and they they I think they in this episode they really expand they help to expand them. Right? They're, oh for sure. Yeah. I mean they, there's they, never they, Yeah. Laon speaks a lot about them. You know, she Yeah, cuz that's that's house. part of her um backstory of her character. Right. Um, Th- that she's in there. And I, and I thought they is, did a pretty good job of doing that whole like they do a couple times like show she's seeing like her brother and things like that. That was that was pretty well done. Just enough, but not too much, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, the, again, the cast are excellent in this one. Again, um, all of them are pretty good. I, I, um, I'm, I think I'm least forgiving of uh, Lon's character, La uh, Lon, because because I'm I just eye roll every time they say her last name because um, I just don't want to hear more about Khan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but the actress is doing a good job. So yeah, she's I'm, great. Yeah. So I'm, I, I she's going to be one that I'm going to, I have a feeling that later on in the series, I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, I was skeptical about her, but I really love her now. And I think it's going to be because the actress is, is, is continuing to knock it out of the park pretty well. Um, sure. Pike again does his thing. They're all real great. Spock is fantastic. Um, I'm really, I'm really liking Spock a lot. He's, he's, he maybe end up being my favorite Spock uh, just because he feels so much like original series Spock. He just does, but he's still got Discovery Spock kind of in there, mm-hmm. right? Sure. It, it's it's just a really good interpretation of this character, um, and when they use him, he feels like like a Spock would feel, uh, even more so than even Discovery that does. Um, which which I was worried about. You know, they have to take him from an emotional state with his sister over to the the, the stoic, you know, emotionless character in the original series. Yeah, I mean he has a but they don't. he has a couple they, years, but he has to get to he has to get to Leonard Nimoy's yeah. um, original series Spock and but but he's working. It's fitting. Like it, in, it's I get my, it. In in my mind I imagine um is it Ethan Peck? Uh, uh, yeah, I think I imagine I imagine him spending covid lockdowns just binge watching original series and <laughs> i can yeah well because he he is we I think we might have talked about that on somewhere maybe even like it was on our chat talking about you know, people should study their thing. Oh, this is something in Kenobi, and we'll talk about that last next week, um, or whenever you watch it. Is that the um, it, one of the characters? I don't necessarily feel that they studied what their character would be per se. It just feels that way. Mm. This feels like the other way. It feels like Ethan Peck like did what, exactly what you're saying. Like they, he said, "I'm going to be playing this character that this other actor has played, and I have to end up there, and that's okay, and that's part of the character." And he's still putting his own spin on it. He's got his own thing. He's definitely his own Spock at the time. He's young Spock. Um, well, as young is relative, um, but, and it's still, I still see that the, the main character throughout it, which, which is really nice. I don't li- like to see people as you, to use your word, repurposing characters and then changing them. And now like, well, this is just my, you know, they can do that in the Abrams verse. Cause it's like an alt verse. Um, yeah. But, or if it's a, yeah. if it's an unknown, like 
very little is known of of um number one right she didn't have yeah. a name oh yeah they can before. totally put my, her back my only my only kind of and again it's it feels so nitpicky because there's so many things that i love about the show and yeah i i went looking for a gift the other day and found some people who are who don't like it and i'm like what do you <laughs> what what do you what <laughs> do haven't you found want? anybody like, <laughs> like they don't like nurse chapel because she's too like gen z goofy for them sure, or something and whatever. i'm like <laughs> i'm like just go rewatch the old show if you want the old show like there's yeah. a difference between you know something being like bad or unfaithful to the original like discovery and picard and you just not liking it because it's different like yeah doesn't different not not different is not always bad well especially someone Um, like nurse chapel who is wide open to be interpreted like yeah there's i mean they should make her her own thing she was throughout the character throughout the the series but she didn't do very much in the original series um and so yeah a lot can be done with that the only thing i don't like about una number one um Mm -hmm. is that they're also writing her into part of this like genetic enhancement yeah con stuff they, did, they straight like, up did yeah i'm like no don't like we've had enough con like yeah I'm right. I agree, a whole you know terrible I mean. movie about con like let it go yeah the, and or or even picard was so much about you know enhanced characters with the, the eugenics yeah. and things like yeah. ugh, i don't bring they, data's father into the con stuff either like yeah leave it alone they they, they really enough. I don't know what it is with with people with and I, and I get that for decades Star Trek people have just had a super boner for um the the second movie because that was like their pièce de résistance. I get that, but sure. at one point you got to realize that that's not all Trek has, and, and and by by dragging that out, you almost feel it almost feels like a little insulting that there's not more to Trek than just the you know uh, the the second movie. Um, Khan was great, but he was not as great as so many other things in this series. Well, yeah, it's like right. You it's like to... what several people have said. It's like Star Wars and the Skywalkers, except worse because yes, Star Wars was just the Skywalkers in the first right. movie, and the, and then for decades when it was all a couple decades when it was mm-hmm. all the Star Wars we had. Yeah, but Star Trek was always more of a thing. Like Wrath more of Khan was just that. was just one movie that was a sequel to one episode in the original series. Yeah. And that's it. Like there were almost 70 episodes of other stories before they did the con thing. And, and honestly yeah. in the, the series enterprise, they dealt a whole season with eugenics. So, right. Which, which had, you know, uh, Brent Spiner in there too. And, and that was, that was right. exhausting enough. So, okay. We're, yeah. we're enough complaining about that, but yeah, I get, I get their, you that they, they drag her the into that too. They look, different and yeah they 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 drag her into it and i agree i think i she's fine i'm glad they did it It was we talked about that last week with that episode that's fine but let's move on guys (laughs) move move fast when so with the the gorn ships were cool definitely intimidating you know which is pretty neat uh the, the the they didn't destroy the enterprise which you know sometimes they like to do in these movies they're these shows right um so which i you know i every time it's Star Trek has gone weird. Some things you're like, are they going to destroy the Millennium Falcon? Is this going to be where it gets to, you know, whatever. But in Star Trek, they destroy the Enterprise all the time. Like, at least in the next generation, well, once, it was like every other once movie. The, 
You know, once they start it, yeah, and it, into the movies, not in the shows usually. No, no, um, but once you got to movie, or it's like ah, destroy it. Yeah, I think that was uh, no. It's it's three. It's Spock three, where it's the Spock three, the, right. the ship where the, the search for Spock, yeah. where the Enterprise. Um, Spock three is a joke from our gets, gets destroyed. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was a big deal, like the last voyage of the Starship Enterprise. Um, right. Yeah, though they do, they do take a pretty good beating. Uh, so, so, so I always assume that. At any point that, that they can abandon ship and the Enterprise will be, they'll right. come out with like NC seventeen oh one C point two or you know they'll just make up some mm-hmm. kind of thing to to get you to excuse that. So I don't know the 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 Enterprise as a char- has always been a character in these shows, but when you mm-hmm. come to these because these feel like movies. I know it's weird to me. It's hard for me to separate these. because almost because the production qualities are so good. You know, it feels like I'm watching a movie anymore these days um so anyway we spent too much time on on episode four here uh but it it was it was good it was very adventure filled right like it, this action yep. this this mm-hmm. was definitely an action if you say star trek is slow methodical talking and stuff you're not wrong but this is not one of those episodes for right. sure uh, right. it was lots of cool action which i did and i'm gonna go watch it again because it was really cool mm-hmm. i actually i like i like that i like i think the series Enterprise tried to do that, but they're still limited by some of their tech in, in TV series. But uh, Discovery does a whole lot of space combat stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I like the... Obviously, I'm a Star Wars fan. So I like... What do they call it? Like the swashbuckling combat-y type thing. Um, sure. So it's nice that start, modern-day Star Trek has both. That it has yeah. adventure and cool space combat w- from Battlestar Galactica. And diplomacy and future stuff and cool stuff. So I like that. Looking forward to the next one. It's tomorrow. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So we're running out of time. We're out of time, I guess. Uh, we got a lot yeah. on our docket. We'll still talk about Kenobi. We're still, we're still on the, the burner for, for all mankind. Um, I've got all but one episode of uh, resident alien, which we can talk about. I know that you've not watched all of them. Um, I can say this about Dennis, the exact same thing happened with season two that happened with season one where the first half is like, you just want to drop this at any point. And then the second half just starts to make kind of grows on you where it's the exact same feeling I'm having in these last two episodes. Like I like the characters, I like the story, I like what's going on, I like the relationships, but man, I'm not going to recommend it to people because they're going to go through all these things where it's not all that great to get to this point. Mm. Right. And it's kind of uh, a little bit of sunk cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and that's right. You don't know if you're feeling a sunk cost fallacy, or or what's it called the where you're a prisoner type thing, <laughs> the <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Am I liking this because of that or not? But y- you had the experience with the first season, and that's so. That's what I can tell you. Same thing happens here sure. um, with all of the characters, and and I think it's because they just don't. They're not interesting for a long while and then eventually they get to the kind of the point of the season and the characters and the actors probably even can now have a driving goal right sure. maybe maybe that's what i'm trying to define it as but anyway that that's that's where we're at and i'm and i'm enjoying these last couple ones even so much so that i'm now looking forward to the last episode so i can see what's going to happen um which i did not care for the first four or three episodes i'd say three or right. four episodes right. um, there i was like i don't care i'll just watch this because it's on um, 
I did finish upload. We'll talk about that later. You've got severance that you've seen, right? Mm-hmm. And finish. Yeah. We'll talk about that one. Got a lot of couple things going on. I, I want to talk about next week uh, for our comic book listeners. I'm going to talk about Dark Knights of Steel. I'll talk to Dennis about it. Mm. It's pretty cool. So, all right. So, yeah. do you want to um, do you want to watch another movie since uh, you didn't get to your movie? No, I didn't get to Ronan this week. Yeah, uh, that's up to you. Um, I we I are still, recording still, late in the week, so late, if we correct. if we record Monday again, that's not too much time though we will have the weekend yeah um, let, let's let's just go with keep, keep running because you've already seen it and i'll watch it this way just keep okay. our running yeah. this week I, I leave it up to you because you'd be the i've already, i've seen ronan so it would be yeah two movies this weekend for you to, yeah and i and i and i know as summer goes i'm usually trying to keep myself it gets, it gets tricky out, sure. outside and, and going uh, so yeah we're, we're for our movie people following along where we are going to continue to watch ronan if you've already seen it then we'll, we'll continue on that next week with uh what's his name i forget why am i driving like his name <laughs> de niro de niro robert, robert de, niro. de niro yeah yeah and there are a lot of names in this movie i don't know if you remember when you i don't it's been a while it, i said i've seen it but, once and i really liked it but i i don't remember much i not barely huge remember names, the plot but not huge names but a lot of people you've seen yeah uh, in uh, other I'll, movies i'm i'm looking forward to watching it again all right. Well, you've been listening to Front Porches, episode 248. 248. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks as always to our friends at LRM Online. Check them out. They got reviews on all the things. If you want to reach out to us with suggestions for things we should watch and discuss, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you head over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, there are contact forms there, show notes, uh, an out of date list of the movies that we're going to watch. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice. And while you're there, if you leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.